podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sports for Dummies. My name is Lewis Pierce. For those listening for the first time, um, welcome to a crazy and fun podcast where we talk about all things sports. And I'm joined by Hope Ellen. Hope, how are you doing? Fantastic intro, though I can see you and you nearly pulled your eyeball out. <laughs> you, don't need, you don't need to tell the people that. That was because I was getting, I was so into it. I had something in my eye, but like, you, you know, I had to give it, I had to give it a full pelt. Like, what is he doing? He's getting really into it. I'm okay. How are you, my love? I am very well, thank you. I'm very excited. I'm hot. I'm definitely hot because it's boiling outside. But Kanye West is dropping an album tomorrow and he is my guy. So I am buzzing. <laughs> okay. What do you think of the last few albums he's dropped? Well, I think as a Christian, obviously, Jesus is King for me had a different significance, I guess, to everyone else. Um, I absolutely loved it. I know a lot of people didn't. But I think I think he's always been consistent. Like, he is the man that all, he just has so many yeah. bangers. I disagree. Really? Oh, I mean, you can't be saying sorry, that. We're going to fall out. We're going to fall out. I think he's gone downhill the last few years. I think he was good on Ye. Jesus, Ye. <laughs> they're, they're, they're both. I don't even know the freaking name. The one that is like, uh, the one where it goes, I am a God. That was, that was Ye. Uh, no, that was Jesus. I think that was Jesus. Jesus. That was his last good album. What? Yeah, I'm saying it. With my chest. With Life of Pablo came out. That came out. Jesus came out. Was it 2014? Life of Pablo came out 2016. That was that had. Oh, okay, okay. Life of Pablo was okay. No, after, no, 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 no. After that, after Life of Pablo, that's when he went downhill. And maybe it's the Kardashian curse. I don't know. No, no, they are irrelevant. No, he is still the GOAT. I'm telling you right now, everyone is saying this album is supposed to be the biggest, like his best work ever. And by the little snippets we've heard. I just can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I want a full review. Thank you. You will. Look, next week, everyone's going to be getting it. People aren't ready. <laughs> I love this passion. I love how you're a sporting expert. I've never seen you this passionate about any sport in your hands. <laughs> but when it comes to Kanye, it's like, oh, I'm there, I'm there. That's because he's, he's just a man. Like, he's the GOAT. Like, he's just, I don't know. Look, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I just think he's an absolute legend. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're excited. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Should we get into the sport? Yes, we shall. So, Hope, did you see that the NBA finals have been wrapped up? No. I did hear an advert that said, if you wanna if you wanna watch games pre-season, then you need to do do do. That's the only thing I heard. <laughs> right, well. I think it was about NBAs, but I don't know what it was. It could have been any sport. But look, there you go. <laughs> So no, no, I don't know. No, no you don't. Well, no. <laughs> actually, I know we discussed it a couple of weeks ago. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks won the series 4-2. They were the ones I wanted. Yes, they were. Exactly. Yanis Antetokounmpo. That's oh, him. I'm, yes. Ah, oh, I'm pleased because that's been years. That's right. So they won the tides, They won the series for the first time in 50 years. They won 105-98. Um, they actually were losing 2-0. So they were down 2-0 and they pulled it back to 4-2. So it's a seven-game series. And obviously, if you win four, you win the whole thing because it's then 4-3, if you see how that works. Yanis um, scored 50 points. He had one of the best... Like, I know it was absolutely amazing. One of the greatest closeout performances ever, which is kind of like to wrap the series up. He literally turned on the gas. I mean, it was amazing. So he had 50 points. He had some beans beforehand. He did. He was he was powering through the Weetabix. He was loving it, clearly. You didn't get my joke, did you? No. Uh, beans make you trump. And he oh. was 
doing the gas. See, so you didn't get the Muller corner joke and I didn't get that. So it's one all now. We're tied, we're tied on jokes that just completely go for heads. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whoops. Um, but no, Yanis had 50 points, 14 rebounds and five blocks. Basically, was one of the greatest performances ever. Um, and he now becomes the seventh player to register 50 points in a finals game. Well done. Well done indeed. I will say, Lewis, I didn't watch the game and I only know about this because you told me about it. I don't even know who any of these people are, what they look like. But when you said the first time in 50 years, I welled up. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. It's quite amazing, isn't it? It's quite an amazing story. And actually, if you, you know, Yanis in particular, kind of, you know, his motto and kind of his philosophy was that he could have moved to a superstar team and kind of done it with the big boys. Imagine in football, it would have been like going to Real Madrid or Barcelona, but he kind of said... Exactly, you know, like like the like the 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 classic teams, um, and he said I could go to a superstar team and just do my part and win a championship, but this is the hard way to do it, and this is the way we chose to do it. So he decided that he was going to stick it out, ride it out with the Milwaukee Bucks, and they did it, which is amazing. And now he'll move on. <laughs> uh, well, you never know. I mean, I think now that he's now that he's won a won a championship, it wouldn't surprise me. But I think he'd stay. I think he'll become a legend of their of their team. He's debatably the greatest player ever to play for them. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he stayed. But it is an amazing, amazing achievement by Yanis and the gang. Lewis, may I throw in a curveball to the episode? Go for it. Talk about people leaving clubs. Yes. I heard a rumour about Henderson. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's correct. Fill me in just quickly because it's not okay. on our it's not on our um, agenda. Resume. No, what's the word? It's not on our agenda. That's it. Agenda. Yeah. Um, so there was some news hope saying that so Henderson has two years left on his deal, and by the time his deal finishes, he's going to be thirty three. And there was some talk saying that apparently the owners of Liverpool were looking to cash in on him because they don't want to keep him long term, and that obviously caused fans to kick off because we lost Genie Wijnaldum this summer on a free transfer. Henderson is the captain of our club. He's been at our club for years and years and years. Everyone loves him. And he played for England. And he played for England. You know, he's won all sorts of trophies with us. And he's been there through the good times and the awful times. Proceeded after Gerrard and go, do you know what? We're not going to keep you. We're going to bin you off for money. Caused a a big upset. So I I felt disappointed. And there's no news yet saying what's going to happen. I imagine he will stay after the uproar from the fans. Um, but basically the owners have kind of, the way it's been put, it's like the owners don't want to keep him. Um, whereas so it's not Clip Clop, it's the actual owners of the club. Correct. And so, money. yeah, that's right. And so Clop came out basically and kind of made this very blase statement, but kind of said that he has no involvement in transfers or has some involvement, but not to the degree that fans hoped. So actually in truth, the owners are the, the, the people that run the club. It's nothing to do with Klopp. So Klopp has some say, but they make the final call, which is a bit weird because they're actually businessmen and have no football knowledge at all. But Or as we mentioned, gangsters, perhaps. Exactly. Or possible gangsters. Although they do, they don't strike me. John Henry doesn't strike me as a gangster. He's about 75. No. He's it's always <laughs> the ones you don't expect. No, this is true. This is true. Um, if I was Henderson and I had not offer now, I'd go. Yeah. I'm, Screw well, you guys. Adios, amigos. I mean, I think he it's clear he has such love and affiliation with Liverpool. I would be very surprised if he did leave. But also in terms of money, at the end of the day, we're not going to offer him a contract that other teams will that pay massive bucks because we've never been a club that pay enormous wages to players. Um, but I don't know. I would be I would be really disappointed, especially after losing one decent midfielder this summer, someone who I liked and who put in effort and, and a lot of passion to the club. 
to lose Henderson as well would be a massive kick in the teeth. And I just think, you know, I, I put a comment out on Twitter that loads of people reacted to. And it was like, I think if we lose him, we like a massive part of our spine of our team will go. Um, and I'd be really concerned. Did you go viral? No, I didn't. <laughs> well, you should have, because you're great. Now, hope we are moving on to the Olympics, which actually starts on Friday. Ah, you say that. I heard softball started on Wednesday. And so did the women's football. It did indeed. So why are they lying? Yeah, I don't know, which is really weird. So the opening ceremony is on Friday. Do it on Monday. What is up with you? Yeah, it's bizarre. I look, I don't know. The, the COVID rules all make things weird. I'm not really sure why they're doing that. Isn't really clear, but they've started the sports before. My bet would be that they take a while to, you know, especially softball or football more so, um, takes a while to get going. You know, there's more games mm. to play. So I suspect that's why it may have started earlier. But even still, completely bizarre. I've got a story about the Olympics. Go on. They had a massive sponsorship deal with Toyota. Mm. And Toyota were going to show their first driverless cars. And they also built specialist robots that were going to take drinks orders and food orders for spectators in wheelchairs. But now there's no spectators. They've completely pulled out the deal. And it was like millions of pounds. That's such a shame. That's terrible, isn't it? Well, there's some talk hope that is saying that actually, you know, the Olympics could be cancelled. And the current... What the hell, Lewis? I know. Well, this is the big Sorry, news that was of the a strong day. reaction, but... No, no. frankly needed. I know. So they, they've said that even hours before the uh, the opening ceremony, there could be a cancellation if, if COVID cases. So COVID cases in Tokyo are still rising. And they've said that if they need to, so the IOC, who are the International Olympics um, Committee. Committee. Thank you for that. Save me. Um, I, lo- I lost my train of thought. The International Olympics Committee have basically said they could cancel it last minute. So if they decide that COVID is basically on the rise, um, it could be game over because there's well, been. That's going to happen then, isn't it? Well, this is the thing. So there's been over 70 cases of COVID within the camp, the actual just camp of Olympics, of the Olympic teams. Um, So who knows what's going to happen? The other news for you as well that was quite exciting was that, so the budget for Tokyo last year was £8.9 billion. But because of COVID, they've estimated it could cost double that because of all the COVID vaccinations needed, all of the different transportation needed to keep them safe in bubbles absolutely insane amounts of money i love the olympics particularly the gymnastics but that money could be well better spent i don't disagree i think that's right people who countries who are underdeveloped yeah that that money can go to better use friggin hell i know it's a whole lot of money hey and i think it's you know it's great because actually getting to watch some sport was exciting but even still it's that the the excitement of seeing people in stadiums again was so good especially with the football and england and the euros and actually when you when you started what you know i watched some of the the women's football games and the highlights and there's nobody there and it's just the same thing as when the premier league was on it feels lackluster like you know there isn't that mm. same passion and excitement it's completely dead silent it's just not very fun Oh, well, I, I tell you what, in terms of the opening ceremony, I wouldn't want to be the women or the softball players because I would have been like, well, no one's no one knows it started yet. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, no one's going to watch me because I don't know the Olympics have started because the opening ceremony that 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 is weird. And also, like you say about the covid cases, 70 in the camp, that's even with these anti sex beds. Have you seen these? Yeah. I know we don't normally talk <laughs> about rude stuff, but the cardboard beds, because apparently it's a bit of a free for all. But you just think, like, it is just bizarre. And as, as exactly as you said, you know, so there were some quite big records, actually, that were broken. So the Netherlands beat Zambia. This is women's football. The Netherlands beat Zambia 10-3, Ooh. which is a massive scoreline. So that ten. actually... 10. They scored <laughs> 10 goals. How did the team even qualify the Olympics if they got 10? Well, this is the thing, because uh, 
they were playing Zambia, who are ranked 104th in the world, uh, which is very low. So they're one of the lowest ranked teams ever. Um, but the Netherlands broke the record for the most goals scored by one team in an Olympic game. I mean, to be fair, Zambia played quite well. Their captain, who is called Barbara Banda, scored a hat-trick. And she is officially the first African woman to score a hat-trick at the Games, which is amazing. Um, and they can hold their heads high. They performed quite well, but they literally got demolished. <laughs> What number is Netherlands on the old ranking? Fourth. So there's a hundred places between well, them. Well, come on, that's not I know. fair. I know. It's unfair, isn't it? But it was six, you know, it was six one at half time, and you're thinking it's only when he played forty five minutes. Well, I'm pleased I'm pleased they scored three. Yeah, it's good. No, it's good for Zambi that they scored three. And, you know, there were other records that were broken. So Brazil had two women that broke records. Um, a woman called Faminga. So she is she set a new record for the most amount of tournament appearances, and she's played at every single Olympic tournament since 1996 when it when women's football was introduced in Atlanta. That's older than me. Yeah. So she's playing this tournament aged 43. She's the oldest woman ever to play at a football tournament. A legend. I know, an absolute legend. Wow. And when you keep saying broken rec- breaking records, I keep imagining someone with a vinyl just smashing it up. <laughs> Literally just bashing <laughs> like, like, like a drink discs. plate, but like <laughs> <laughs> they've broken up a record. Kapow. <laughs> and she broke one and she broke one. <laughs> well, there's another one to come as well, Hope, because there's oh, a woman called there's a woman right. called Marta, um, who is the first player in both the female and male competition to score in five consecutive Olympic tournaments. She's made she made her debut in 2002 and she's played 160 games, scored 111 goals. So she's a bit of a legend. She's like a bit of a Brazilian legend. Um, but they have two record breakers, so Faminga and Marta. Not trying to be a pessimist here, because I often live life with the cup half full, Lewis. Yes. But are they doing this so many times and breaking so many records because that country has no other better players, like has no other good players? They are the one player, so they keep having to do the Olympics and they probably really want to go home and sit down. Yeah, I mean, it's probably it's probably quite accurate. Although I guess if you are close to breaking records, then you have that, I guess you have that drive, don't you, to push on and do that. But yes, yeah. often often with the Olympics, what you'll see, especially in football, is that the same people will play every single year or when the competition is on, because obviously you're trying to break records. But, you know, GB were playing. So we have a team, the women's team, the GB team. We beat Chile 2-0, which is good. Good start for us, um, which is exciting. Our next game is against Japan on Saturday. And the US women, so the women's football team, are playing as well. They're favourites to win the whole competition. They're soccer. Playing. Yeah, soccer. They're, you know, they are the that team. Was that was really good. Soccer, thanks. <laughs> they're, you know, they're the team to fear. Although they lost 3-0 to Sweden, which was very surprising because they were unbeaten for 44 games. Didn't Sweden do quite well in the Euros, in the men's Euros? Yes, they did. And even the women as well. They both, they actually have two, they have, they have good footballing sides. Sweden, you come in, you're pulling it out of the bag. They are, exactly. They are. And they, they should be feared. You know, they, they certainly could go on and do well. I mean, the US look like they're going to go on and, and storm it. I'm sure they'll they'll bounce back next game. Um, but it is quite exciting. You know, even if it doesn't happen, I guess it remains to be seen what happens with the Olympics. It is exciting that there is some football on in some form. Now, Hope, we are going to move on to talk about another woman called Alex Scott. Hmm. She is taking the presenter world by storm, I believe. She is, absolutely. So she has been confirmed as the new commentator on FIFA 2022. So that basically makes her the first English-speaking female broadcaster ever in the in the game's history. So she's going to be the first female commentator on FIFA 22. That's really cool. It is awesome, isn't it? 
that that is. Do you play FIFA? I do. Yes, I do. Not as much as some of my mates. Um, I certainly played it a lot more when I was younger. But I do. I, I like a game of FIFA. Yeah, is that because yeah. you're bad? No, no, it's not. <laughs> is that because I'm bad? Do you no. not play it as much as your mates because they all go, oh, Lewis, you're rubbish. Don't you come online, you silly sausage. No, I hope, you know, the truth, the truth is, right, the game... The trouble with me with the game was that it was always fun, but then it became a lot about like a play to win. Um, and EA targeted a lot of the play to win stuff and didn't change any of kind of the career modes or regular kickoffs. So it all became about ultimate team, which is just basically making the most expensive team you can by basically paying as much money as you can yourself to build the best team, which is just boring. Um, but isn't that a reflection of how f- football is now? Well, there you go. It's true. Yeah. So, mm. so the pay to win. So they've set up. <laughs> yeah crikey you don't you know what to say now <laughs> but you need to get on the you need to get on the phone to ea you need to get on the phone to ea and sort them out <laughs> they need to include some gangsters and then it will be a true reflection of football well i mean they probably are as i understand it anyway yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but no so in may she was actually unveiled as dan walker's replacement on football focus which is a bit like a match of the day um so she's taking over from him next season and of course, now has been added to FIFA as well. So it's a great, you know, a great step for women and girls kind of involved in football. And uh, she was quoted saying, this is a big moment for FIFA, for football and women and girls across the world. It's also a big moment for me personally and professionally. It's an honour to be part of the FIFA gaming institution alongside some of my brilliant presenting colleagues. While I'm the first English speaking female to feature in FIFA, I will certainly not be the last. I know this is the start of a stronger female footballing representation from EA Sports and the footballing community as a whole. Oh, I'm welling up again. Honestly, this is an emotional episode of the podcast today. Oh, it is. And she's a she's an absolute legend. She's one of my favourite pundits. I think she's fantastic. She is so interesting to listen to. Her insight, her analysis, she's spot on every time. At the Euro, she featured a lot. She's an incredible, incredible woman and even better presenter. Um, and I hope that, yeah, I hope there are great things to come with FIFA and that it can inspire a generation of girls and women to, to step into roles in, in presenting and commentating and in football in general. I've got a few questions for you, Lewis. Talk One, to me. do you think she's a better presenter than me? And be careful with that answer. <laughs> That's a joke. Wow. That's Put a joke. Spot. <laughs> do. Did she? You know, you said Dan left. Yes, Dan Walker. Was he replaced? Like, was he kicked out? And they were like, uh, no, no, so he, or did he leave? No, so he stepped down. So he, so he was presenting Football Focus for a lot of years. I think it was 11 years in total. Um, but he decided to have a bit of a career change in terms of he wanted just to step down and give someone else the chance to shine. I'm sure they, they must have known that they were going to get Alex in to replace, uh, to replace him. Um, but no, he did step down. It wasn't like he was sacked or anything. What was that show that used to be on, on like a Saturday? And it was like a football show. And they had like these giant inflatable footballs and it was like all fun celebrities used to come Soccer on. Soccer AM, probably. Was I used to Soccer love AM? that. Yeah, Soccer yeah. AM. That's still on now. Soccer AM is good fun. Um, that kind of, it died down a bit because of, or over the last couple of years, it kind of, it lost its um, its credibility because they sacked some of the key, or some of the key pundits left and stuff like that. So it became less popular. It's still a good show. Um, but as, as you know, when things change, presenters change and people lose interest in the show, depending on who's presenting it. Um, but it's still a good laugh. Still a good laugh. Do you reckon that will happen with Question of Sport? Yeah, it might do. I think it depends on it depends on what people find interesting. And, and I, I think truth is match of the day will always be popular. There's no doubt. But even if you look at viewing figures over lockdown and stuff, when all the football was being shown on the telly, match of the day figures were down massively because obviously people were able to watch the sport. So I think if in years to come, if all sport is televised, 
in a sense that you, you on a Saturday on a th- at three o'clock, you don't have to go to the game anymore. You can just watch it on the telly. I think things like Match of the Day, Soccer AM, Gillette Soccer, Saturday, Sunday, whatever, will actually start to disappear because there won't be a need to have them anymore because you can actually watch the games. Yeah, I remember that. Not three o'clock used to be the time where you couldn't show it. That's right. Yeah. So that's when working, that was always when I was working in the hospitality. Yeah. Sector. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So that was always traditional. So it was always the the half twelve and the half five, and that's the same for that's the same for this upcoming season. So they've gone back to that. They've reverted to the old kind of old format where all three o'clock games aren't on the telly. Um, of course, though, if we end up in a lockdown or who knows, they probably will end up showing them again. Oh, um, if we do, Lewis, that's. I oh, don't. We're not even going to go there on the no, podcast because then it will get emotional. It will. Yeah, it's not worth it talking will. about that. In regards to women's football, though, and I la- well, I don't know if you've got anything else to say, but my last thing on it is I heard that I know this, and I'll say why I know this. There's a show on Aspen Weight Radio, cheeky plug here, of my friend Charlotte. She does a back of the net football show every right. Friday, and she speaks to different people and says things. And there is a football game happening this Friday that she's going to speak about, and it's Springfield FC, who are a men's club, versus Bowers. FC who are a women's club and it's like a battle of the sexes exactly so I read into that too Hope and it, the FA have recognised the game as a pilot game very exciting and a great step in you know in pushing both men's and women's football um, and equality in football in general which is fantastic and it'll be very interesting to see the score and what happens in the game unfortunately it's not going to be televised which is a shame but hopefully they do record it and upload highlights in some form um, but very exciting very very exciting Oh, if it goes well, which I think I'm sure it will, we might have to get one on as a guest, so a player from each team. That sounds like a good. There you go. That's a little idea for us. Hug. Little idea for us. Anyone listening from Springfield or Bowers, get in touch, please do. So Lewis, another week of uh, sports for dummies. I don't know why I've done a weird voice, but now it's stuck. Lewis, next week I'm on holiday. You so are. So you're going to have a special guest, aren't you? I am indeed. We will reveal all very soon, people. Um, but look forward to that. So that'll be episode seven. We'll be a brand new guest. It'll be a special guest for the week. Um, a sports star. There you go. We're going to be talking to a sports professional. Not a replacement. We're not doing an Alex and a Dan situation. Yeah. <laughs> Just for one time. Hope isn't going. Hope is going away for the week. Not forever. If you want to get involved in a conversation, anything we've said today or anything for future, if there's something happening in sport that we've forgotten about, then you tell us. Yeah, maybe, you play, maybe you play sport yourself. Maybe you're listening and you do motocross at the weekends. Invite us along. We'll come. Yeah, drop us a message. And please tweet us at uh, dummies underscore sports. Let us know what you're thinking, what's happening. Um, drop us a follow. Drop us a DM, whatever's going down. Let us know. And if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you hit the follow button in the corner so you make it makes you aware of when there's a new episode. And like we say, next week's going to be very special. So you want to be there for that. You do. You don't want to end up being square <laughs> what is that is that some new lingo what you people say be there or be square oh dear i, I thought you were you were supposed to be the person that was in the different general you were supposed to be the, insert the music here Podcast Network.